Welcome everybody. Today it's Tuesday the 22nd of June 2021. My name is Rita Q and it's the recovery from relapse meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Today I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Alexis A, um, who's going to share his experience, strength and hope with us. Um, Alexis lives in Essex, joined away back in April 2010, back in South Africa. So Alexis, I'll hand it over to you to take it, take it away. Yeah, thanks Rita. Uh, so my name's Alexis, I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, wonderful to be here. If I'm not fully present, it's because number one, I've got this Labrador behind here who probably should be at meetings with me on the one hand. What's he got there? It looks like he's stolen something. Anyways, uh, number two, obviously work is keeping me busy. Life on life's terms. I know these are crazy times and who knows where we'd all be right now, but obviously, you know, there's a lot of things going on. So to be honest, I wasn't even, I couldn't even remember which, which aspect I was thinking of because I cover both uh, 100 pounders and relapse from recovery. Because when I joined OA, uh, I, I, I weighed a little bit. I, I know I, Rita did mention this meeting likes a photograph. So for your eyes own, well, for, for, for everyone's eyes who's seeing this recording, you can get a picture. Yes, I'll just share my screen quickly. And I'll just leave it up there. Just give me a thumbs up if you can see the picture. Yeah, you can see it. Okay, great. Yeah, so that was me when I was weighing about 200 kilograms, which is roughly 400 pounds. And I say roughly because at the time I was too big to be whaled on a single scale. They literally, I was in a treatment center and they literally had to put me on two scales. So I was doing this balancing act. Um, yeah, so that was me at about 200 kilograms. I was at my, I believe the heaviest I was at was around 215, which is I think about 200, 450 pounds. I don't do those equations because I, first of all, the number doesn't matter anymore. I let go of that number a long time ago. And I think more importantly, it's the other stuff I got from the program that that means way more because um, I wouldn't be able to handle a global pandemic having to juggle six or seven different services I'm doing for OA. And I do have to let go of a couple of them, as, which is tough as it is, because I'm a people pleaser. Um, being able to work full time remotely while looking, you know, do, doing the, the work I do as, as an adult. Uh, apparently that's what I am. And I'll, 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 I'll believe people if they keep saying it. Um, but yeah, so, to be honest, this is the first time I've had so long to share, so I don't even know where to start. Well, let me, let's start at the very beginning, very good place to start, as they say. I was born and raised in South Africa, as was, uh, yes, and I, so the accent may have given it away for those who may be more astute, or those of you from South Africa, I've seen a couple of people here from there, so good to have you. Um, yes, yeah, so I was born and raised in South Africa. I have a Jewish mother and a Greek father. Now, for those who, who, who encounter those cultures every day, the easiest way to understand them is basically everything gets answered with food. Some, something goes bad, you, you, you have food. Something goes well, you have food. Something, something's not so great. Let's have, let's have something sweet and talk about it over a coffee. Yeah? You know, so this is the sort of environment I grew up in. Uh, but that's not an excuse. I think it just it just made it easier for me to hide what was plainly obvious in hindsight. And that is when it comes to the allergy that is food, 
I I certainly uh, I'm, I certainly suffer from that ailment, and it's an easy one to hide it. I remember someone once asked me, you know, so so what are your trigger foods? And I was, well, you know, just just give me anything. You know, there's nothing. The substance the substance is almost immaterial. It's not it's not a question of what I can and what I can't have. It's what you know. It's it's not what can I have. It's what can't I have. You know, I could I could I you know. It, the items didn't even matter because the disease was was in here and here. So born and raised in South Africa, Greek mother, Jewish father. I wasn't Greek enough for the Greeks because there's a Greek community there. And I wasn't South African enough for the South Africans. I wasn't Jewish enough for the Jews. So I wasn't enough for anyone. And most probably I wasn't enough. And, and sometimes I feel I am not enough for myself. This is my inner critic that I struggle with all the time. It's something that will probably be a lifelong uh, medicine I'll need to give myself, uh, but the program helps with it. Uh, yeah, so never really belonged anywhere, but the one thing that, that always gave me the illusion of comforts was food, you know, because it never talked back, never complained, never, you know, it, it was just it was just there. And again, because of the environment I grew up in, you know, it's easy to hide in there because everything was solved by food. Oh, you got beat up at school. Shame. Here's a cake. Oh, you got, uh, you know, you did really well at school. Well done. Let's go eat out. You know, this was this was the mechanism that my life was 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 centered around. And yeah, and 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 I and I lived like that for the first, and then yeah, and, and that was that was school, and I got bullied and stuff. You know, like like many people. Who, who, who come into these rooms, you know, I was picked on as a kid. And of course, being the fat kid didn't really help things as well. And because of my timid nature and the, um, you know, that, that lack of self-confidence and that, you know, that, that inner critic going off, it, I was an easy target for the bullies. And it, just, and it just carried on. I got to high school and eventually I got big enough that actually, you know, this, this fat little kid can actually play you know, they, they, you know, there's there's a purpose because I can play rugby. Um, now, for those who who may not know, Greeks do not play rugby, so it wasn't that hard to be good at something that no one else really does. And when you are, I want to say about two hundred, yeah, I was about a hundred kilograms, so about two hundred twenty pounds. When you are, what was I, fifteen years old or something? It's easy to see why why they they push me into a sport like rugby. Uh, it's like American football for those who, who 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 may not be familiar with rugby as a sport. So that was, and 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 of course for the for those three years it was it was easy. I suddenly went from being the pariah to the the popular person because you know apparently sports makes you cool. Who knew? Um, and again, managed to hide in plain sight. You know, because the food was there. Oh, he's a growing boy. Apparently, weighing 150 kilograms, leaving school is is a growing boy, not not something that's morbidly obese. But uh, yeah, and then and then I and and you'd think, okay, well, he's learned his lesson. He went to university, saw the error of his ways, and everything went great. Nope. University just made it even easier to hide because suddenly there were other substances that I was that I had access to that just made it even easier to hide, you know, because 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 suddenly you know you could 
you could smoke this and you can drink that and oh I, i've lost my mind oh no i'm just going to eat all this food and make it seem like i wasn't doing that just to get to the food and you know it took some reflection and my addictions and the other substances were actually all rooted in fruit you know so it goes to show you how sick how sick must a person be to get hooked on addicted on on substances in order to justify the food <laughs> you know but this is this is the mind we're dealing with here good luck um and and university was just another one of those phases where it was just you know chaos and and somehow i managed to come through that unscathed i managed to come out with uh, a couple of degrees uh, i even went to and, and of course you'd think, okay, well, he'd make smart choices, you know, hopefully he's gotten a degree, you know, he's going to go and do a proper degree, you know, extended degree, and he's going to go somewhere that's not going to be so bad for you. Mississippi, Oxford, Mississippi, yeah. And for those who don't know the US that well, if food is your religion, then uh, Mississippi is probably Mecca. And of course, I, I thrived there thrived in inverted commas because suddenly because suddenly oh no not only is he the big person on campus look how much he can drink look at this and now oh my god you know who the hell can you know all this craziness all this insanity that it even ended up i even ended up being referred to in a, in a los angeles times article as uh faustus no sorry um wasn't faustus one one of the one of the the shakespearean characters uh, I can't even remember which now, but basically I was I was referred to, you know, for 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 my gluttony and 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 ridiculousness, like, yeah. So not many people have that distinction. And and then you'd think even then, okay, well he's learned his lesson, you know, he's seen the error of his ways. He managed to he managed to blag his way through a uh, uh, a bachelor's degree and honors degree and a master's degree. He should learn his lesson by now, surely nope went back home and just carried right on and thankfully it didn't carry on for too much longer because uh, my sister who was studying her master's degree in psychology happened to do a course on addiction and 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 started looking around her and, and she came to me the one day and said you know have you, alexis have you thought have you have you considered that maybe just just maybe you 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 might you might be addicted to food and of course, that was ridiculous, because how the fuck can you be, pardon my French, how can, how can you be addicted to food, you know, how on earth, I mean, you know, I, I could get that I had a problem with the drinking, and I had problems with certain substances, but you know, because they're addictive materials, but you know, how on earth can you tell me that that this chocolate bar or that thing, you can't be addicted to food, it's insanity. Well, a week went by, and thank God my higher power gave me a a the kick in the butt that i needed because for some reason i don't i still it, it, there's no explanation other than it's my higher part for some reason a week went by and the thought didn't disappear from my mind and the a, a killer craving was just wouldn't go away and the only thing that stopped it was 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 binging on something less bad than what i was thinking to binge on and 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 I went to my sister with with the humble pie already well eaten, saying, you know, so you know that thing you mentioned about being addicted to food, maybe you've got something there, some somewhere we can look at. 
And she immediately came back with, okay, well, here's a phone number for a treatment center. I've already been in touch with them. Uh, let's get you down there. So one phone call and about, what was it, about three days. So 72 hours later, I was flung away to, to a different part of South Africa where I was locked away for seven months. Well, to be accurate, first three months I was technically locked away. I was kept, I was kept within certain restrictions and stuff. And the final four months I was able to have more freedom and stuff. But, but basically I spent seven months getting an intensive, a lot of self-development and also awareness around the 12 steps and all the stuff that OA was teaching. And that was actually during that time I got to go technically to my first OA meeting. And I say technically because I don't think it was a formal registered meeting on the OA website, but it was it was for OA anyway, for, for, for eating. And they used the OA format and everything. So anyways, but, but the main thing is that uh, my, my first ever meeting was in, I think it was in July or, or August 2010. But my journey started in April 2010, but my first OA meeting and my first exposure to what OA was and what it's about and how it can help me was around July, August 2010. And, and, and the, what, what, what then started was, was quite a long journey. Uh, you know, you saw the photograph of me. That was, I think that was in October 2010. And I, it took me the better part of 18 months to get down to a... To, to a reasonable weight. And, and, and in fact, I think I actually went, upon reflection, I actually went quite extreme and I got overly, you know, I, I went towards the exercise bulimic route. So I was over-exercising and doing that aspect of what as well. Um, and, 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 and what I found very early in my OA journey was that, uh, you know, you get, I, I once heard it said in, in a famous person from an AA meeting, um, and I say famous because when you hear the person speak, you, you would know who this person was because he's on film and television. But he, but this person mentioned that you know you use the program the way you used your substances. So for me, given the way I probably described the food that some of you may relate to, and some of you may think, "Geez, I don't have a problem." That guy has a problem, <laughs> you know. But if even if, even if that is the case, you use if you you know for someone like me, what you've heard. I needed to do everything. So I, I got into service super quick. I, I, when I went back home, uh, which was in Johannesburg in South Africa, I, I, I immediately got involved in, in meetings. I went to all the meetings that were available. I think at the time there were four that I could go to. Um, I, I, I immediately got involved as soon as possible in, in, in doing meeting service at a couple of those meetings. I eventually got in to do intergroup service and brought some of the stuff that I'd learned from my work to try and give them that structure. And, and as far as I know, they're still, they're still doing a great and stuff. We did national conferences. And then, and then eventually I got involved. Uh, I then moved to the UK because one of the things I realized is unfortunately to do the work that, that, that I was interested in doing, I needed to, um, I needed to, to, to move to the UK. So uh, this was about six years ago. And it was around that time that I also started doing work for the virtual region. Um, so 
we we started uh, a couple of WhatsApp meetings that were particularly focused for Region 9, which for those who may not be from this region, Region 9 is uh, Europe, Middle East, Africa, and Western Asia, if I remember correctly. Um, so so we, we started with those WhatsApp meetings um, we, and, and those meetings took off quite well. And this was well before the pandemic. Uh, I think those have been going on now for, I want to say four years or so, three or four years. And I, last I checked, they're still all going strong. We've even, I think about, about a year and a half ago, we even developed a special men's focused one. Not special because it's men. I mean, it's a special focus because it's for, it happens to be for male members of OA, but obviously everyone's always as welcome. Um, about a year, about a year and a bit ago, um, a, a fellow here in the UK and I decided that we wanted to do a men's focus Zoom meeting. So we do those on a Tuesday evening uh, in the UK time, uh, so, uh, and I'm not going to try and advertise it here. I know Rita would kill me if I do, uh, but but then on top of that, we've 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 started a new intergroup now that uh, that that includes uh, a number of meetings, and and it's about being virtual. And I do a lot of work at the virtual region, and yeah, so service service has kept me sane. I'd love to say service is slimming because obviously my inner critic would say this is not slim, but uh, you know service service keeps me here you know what what's the thing they say you come for the vanity you stay for the sanity I, I i don't think i ever had the vanity component if i'm honest that's the that's the curse of the low self-esteem and the inner critic but i certainly you know it's certainly the sanity has kept me here because it's been yeah about 11 years 11 and a bit years i've been in the program and um before i forget you know because because some people probably asking the obvious question how long have you been abstinent for i recalibrated my abstinence about two and a half years ago two and a bit years ago uh i don't know if i had previously relapsed or not i just decided with the new sponsor at the time that i just needed to let me just start from scratch because you know the number it, it doesn't matter to me if i've been abstinent for 30 years 30 minutes 30 days because the numbers incidental the most important thing is right here right now Am I abstinent? And if the answer to that is no, good news. We've got 12 steps, 12 traditions, and nine tools that can help you. And I find all of them just as helpful, just as useful. And if you think after 11 years, you think I, I feel even remotely close to having cracked it, I promise you, no, no, I, I definitely do not. There's, there's always something new I learned. It's either an, a new interpretation or an insight on what step one might mean to a newcomer that's just coming in from a relapse. It might be, it might be a reinterpretation that that World Service has done to a a a tool that that we may use. It may just be doing like I always I always learn something new. It's as simple as that. And when you start a new meeting, you know, and I, I don't know. How many people here actually know why we actually have meetings? Because the argument is that technically, once you've done this program long enough, you're cured in inverted commas, and you don't really need the meetings. But do we know, does anyone know why we actually have meetings? I'll, I'll assume that's rhetorical because hopefully, hopefully some of you may know this, but the reason we actually have meetings is so that the newcomer knows how to find us. Because what, what the, the truest sign of someone who is as, I don't like to say recovered because I don't think you ever fully recover, but I, who's, who's the people that live the program, 
you the reason you know you you won't be able to tell them from anyone because they're the people out there that are living their lives that are doing it all that can you know they have the abstinent meals they they do what's right for them and they move on you wouldn't be able to tell them from anyone else so the reason we have these meetings is so that the newcomer knows ah this is where i need to come to you know and maybe and maybe some of you have been lucky enough to be that person that 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 attracts people and tells them well you know what, what's this thing and you you point them in the right direction so this is why we have meetings and this is why we do all the service there is method to the madness i promise you you, you may think it's crazy that we have you know how many people we've got here we've got 100 wow 114 that's not going to stroke my ego at all 114 people you know that 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 come to this meeting there are and 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 this is one of many other meetings that are probably going on right now you know we have we have this this insane structure that no leaders what i mean come on you know at the very least let's have a president you know it makes it easier it gives us it gives us the the direction it gives us the guidance well you know uh yeah and and we don't have that we our our our, our president is someone who doesn't need a name and who is different for all of us to a higher power um trying to think what else how, how much time do i have who's keeping track of time because i've just been waffling on and i've no pun intended you know with the waffle how long do i have you've done 21 minutes so you've got another nine wow and here was me thinking i i was reaching the limit she said i don't let me just check in with my higher power and see what should i be talking about Well, let me let me let me I'll 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 touch on a little bit about what what I do at the moment that helps me, um, and especially and especially for those who who may be coming back from relapse or, or or nearing the brink, having many slips and whatnot. You do what works for you, obviously, but certainly what helps me is number one, first and foremost, having the tools on hand. Because the the, the thing I find the best about the tools is they stop the idle hands. So obviously, if you if you if you're sponsoring someone, they'll help your recovery as much as you are helping them. If you're the sponsor, and if you're being sponsored, you're you know the opposite is true. You've got meetings like this, so you can always learn something. You always learn something in a meeting. I promise you. I've I've yet to go to a meeting where I haven't gotten some anything. I promise you. I've been to meetings that have been horrible, but I've yet to go to a meeting where it's been um uh i've yet to go to a meeting that's been um completely useless like i've been to meetings where 99 percent of it was was a train wreck but that one percent made up for it. every meeting gives me something um literature because when your hands are busy i promise you again just like with the other stuff you learn something new in the literature every day and there's always different literature coming out um writing okay i don't do that one very well i'll be honest uh i got a big mouth but i'm not very good with the writing part and, uh I'm, I'm i'm you want to know what kind of an addict i'm i'm so bad i'm really good at deluding myself and that's why writing is such a pain for me because i would i'm i'm the kind of person that will write a thing 
that 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 I would be lying to myself about it. And obviously my mind, I know I'm lying about it, but I'll still write it just because there's that fear that someone will see what I'm thinking honestly. Um, I'm trying to think what the other ones are now. See, I've, I've lost track. But the point is the tools keep you busy. They keep your hands busy, especially if you're feeling that thing. But I think the most important thing obviously is self-honesty. And, and I'll be honest, no pun intended, I can't do that that well. Self-honesty is, is, is a real, it's a real MF as the kids would say nowadays. It's, it's a real MF. If you don't know what the acronym stands for, good on you. You're a better person than I am. Sadly, I've watched too much. I've listened to too much rap music in my life that I know what that stands for. Um, but but, but self-honesty is a tough one because that's, that's when the disease thrives. The disease thrives when 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 you have that self-doubt when you have an inner critic you know because because oh you know no you don't you do you're doing great you've you've got 10 years blah 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 you should you should be able to celebrate and that you think is going to be abstinent and you know it's it, it it really is it really is such a horrible disease because you think you're fine and you think you've got it under control and no just like a car crash you know you're not going to see it happening but just like with the car, there's a reason why insurance is, is required because it helps you in case of an emergency. And that's what the tools and that's what OA has done for me. Um, you know, there's a thing they talk about that whenever you're doing a share, you actually, you're actually doing three. There's the share you plan for in my place, you don't plan for. There's the share you actually give and the share you wish you gave. And uh, I just hope that uh, the three of them aren't completely off kilter and hopefully I haven't upset everyone in the rooms disappeared from 114 to 14. Um, so I think I'm just going to leave it there and just say it's a real pleasure. It was, I'll be honest, I, okay, let's have a moment of self-honesty here. I didn't really have the time for this and I, I, I've got so much work I have to get back to and stuff, but I'm glad I took this time to, to come and share in, in the middle of my workday. And, and, and it's just to say, it's just a pleasure to, to be here. And uh, I, I wish you all a great rest of your day. Hope you, hopefully you'll have a little way more serenity than I have, because I'm not feeling serene at the moment because of work, but that's a whole other thing. Thankfully, I've, and by the way, I've got the serenity prayer up here plastered on the thing. So when I have one of those days, like, like I've been having lately, I've literally got it up here. So if I ever forget the words and I've never have, I've got them up here for, for me as well. So that's the thing. And I'll just leave it there. Say thank you all so much. And yeah, thanks. Thank you so much, Alexis. Thanks a million.